to the Piper Carter Podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter Podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter. All right, it is week two, the next episode of the Piper Carter Podcast. And um, this is a very, very interesting week in black America as I don't know what the hell is going on with uh, celebrity black males. This It's been a bad 10 days. <laughs> it's been a real bad 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Not, not good. Uh, from R. Kelly Ugh. to Bill Cosby Ugh. to Nas to Kanye West, which we got to open up with. What the fuck is going on with Kanye West? I don't know. I, I, I can't. He, marketing. I know it's for marketing, but at what point is 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 marketing <clears throat> for attention just as detri- detrimental as having the consciousness of the person that was like to me because he has the consciousness of someone that knows better to do worse intentionally to gain attention well you heard the music the person that you heard the new music <laughs> <laughs> poop of these scoop oh my god are you gonna play it on poop the air scoop we should play a little bit of the poop of these scoop <laughs> you gotta play right it now. so people can right, understand look, yeah, yeah, why okay. he did that <laughs> Okay, so one second. All right, so we, we're going to pause right now and let you listen to, uh, like my homeboy told me, he was like, yo, the new Kanye West song make Little Yachty seem like Rock Him," And I never thought in my life that that could ever come into a uh, an existence, you know, and uh, Kanye West did that. So here's mm-hmm. a taste of that. Whoopie de scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop, whoop dee scoop dee poop, poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop, whoopie dee scoop whoop poop, poop dee dee whoop scoop, poop, poop, scoop dee dee whoop, whoop dee dee scoop, whoop dee dee scoop poop. These bars. All right, so the audience got a taste of that. I played a little bit of it for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Kanye West. He he, that Excuse was his marketing. French, but I can't even. Say, it it got to be like, what the fuck? I know, and he wants this attention, but isn't that? You heard the song, bro. <laughs> and we, the song, it has now taken Paramount over the crazy ass TMZ interview where Lord knows it's like you getting checked by a black dude that works at TMZ, bro. All I know is I was like, wow. I mean, what's his name? Van Lathan? Yeah. He got TMZ all woke. TMZ is like. Yeah, I know. But I appreciate what he said, though. Yeah, what he said was some real shit. Yeah. He was hurt, appalled. It uh, makes me. But in real life, Mm -hmm. it was so clean. It makes me wonder. Was was all that rehearsed? Was it all? Yeah, was it a stage uh, TMZ moment? To, right, like a woke moment a woke, in TMZ. Yeah, TMZ uh, woke now. Nah. Yo, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because he did his little spiel uh-huh. about the media when he went on, like, and then and then they then they went cha cha cha, 
at the end, you know? Well, the end with the TMZ. Wrap up in the logo, like, booyah, you know? Oh, man. He did the little spiel about, you know, the media has us controlled. Okay, now let's, wait, before we even get into the layers of the media and the control, because you've had experience shooting for every major magazine that there is. High fashion to urban magazines to hip-hop magazines. You've done a lot of different work as a photographer Mm -hmm. in this whole scope of like the media. You've seen the premises for some of this, but why does it seem that some artists, even beyond just Kanye West, why are so many artists enamored with this whole idea of fame and attention to the point that they're compromising integrity, common sense, uh artistry um because they got to get paid i mean <clears throat> you know we live in a but he married to kim kardashian can he just what live off her fame yeah mm, no she does too much makeup tutorials and he could do a video with ray j <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure that would <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! It could be, it could I be Kanye, wanted to say so much. Kim and Ray J. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, like that wouldn't no. sell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you know. I mean, we just live in this economy of likes and follows and reposts, and you know, it's an attention economy. You know what I'm saying? Where that's just what that you know that's what people have to do to sell these records. But in real life, the music sucks. Yeah. And if the music was great, I mean, people, he could put that first. Because then it would be like, oh, yeah, my music is great instead of all these antics. So it's like, um, <clears throat> you know, back to basketball, me and my homie Sterling, a mutual homie of yours, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Sterling stopped liking the dunk contest when people started bringing in props. <laughs> so he was like, yo, I don't like prop dunks. I like dunks. <laughs> That that could a person could do right there on their the basketball feet. court. Yes, With their own. Yes, uh, agile, yeah, athletic yeah. ability. Like you, you jumping over like you know, <laughs> you, you got a you got like a drone dropping a basketball <laughs> to you in the air or something. It's like yo, man, that ain't gonna happen in the court. Like we want right. to see dunks yeah. that you can see in game dunking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the dunk contest, so you're saying the antics is just to stay in the attention of. It's America. just to sell, try to sell this horrible trash music that he made well with this trash music he did mention in that ti song he even mentions the whole uh i wear the hat just to bring black people and white people together so really that was very intentional he means bring them together to buy his record i guess that's <laughs> that's <laughs> rocking the magna hat making america great again hat i mean it's all marketing Trump. It's, it's marketing it's all marketing this is crazy. So, all right, what about the the opioid story with them? I think the opioid was actually a meltdown. <laughs> I think it went too far. I think because that that awkward pause that he had, it, yeah. that was real. Okay. <laughs> you can't okay. fake that because everybody in the newsroom was confused. <laughs> they didn't know what to do, okay. and then he was like, "Listen to me, listen to me." <laughs> all right, which brings us to a whole nother thing, which. You know, it's it's like, damn, this is just a bad week in black men. <laughs> God damn, this is tough. 
This is tough. It was going to be a whole <laughs> podcast full of black women like, what the fuck is going on with black men <laughs> in American media today? But um, so <laughs> along this line kind of brings us to like a lot that changed Kanye's life. Mm-hmm. When his mom died, yeah, and it was connected to plastic surgery yeah. as well, yeah. Which was which is Oprah a, got him, uh, got her recommended that surgeon too. I didn't realize that. Yep, Oprah recommended that surgeon. I never realized that. Mm-hmm. She don't I, talk about that, but she sure. Yeah, did. obviously she doesn't. That is not um, that you're not gonna get that on the O network. No, Mm-mm. no. Yep, Mm-mm. she recommended, and um, yeah, I mean, obviously he didn't get counseling not saying that just because you go to counseling you're so-called fixed but um yeah like when i mean men, many people just moving through and just don't go to counseling you know and then just uh-huh snowball into you know <clears throat> i'm gonna make it i'm gonna push through i'm gonna be successful that was like continuing on our conversation about health mm-hmm. from last week mental health like you know what do you do you just you have to take care of all of your health and your mm-hmm. mental health you, you know things happen you have to have a way P- some people don't believe in counseling i believe in counseling so you know it's i think it's necessary especially presence, if you're in the industry in okay. the industry you need counseling because you he's surrounded by people that he can't trust so it's not like he can go to people with his, you know, deepest fears and insecurities because they're going to be used as weapons against him. You mm-hmm. know, I would recommend counseling to anybody just in life in general, but definitely if you're in any type of high pressure or, you know, um, especially in the industry. Okay. You know? Um. So as you talk about being high pressure and in the industry, needing counseling, um, this also kind of goes into like his story of of a, a lot of things of I feel the the Kanye West story has always been one of wanting to prove himself. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's always, you know, I'm, I'm a genius, I'm great. Um but it's also coupled with this like really negative ego. You know, I remember like even what after his first album he started showing, right? Like all this really negative ego. You know okay, what I mean? explain what negative ego is. <clears throat> so, I mean, we all have to have a certain healthy, <laughs> you know, level of self-esteem, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want to have a, a, a self-esteem that is, you know, you, you think well of yourself and you feel good in the world. But then you go too far and actually this negative ego basically puts you constantly against an outside force. Okay, explain. So <clears throat> let's say you're always comparing yourself, right? So it's like, um, I got this sneaker, right? Oh, mm-hmm. but I don't, but you don't have that sneaker or you, you know, and it's always, especially in hip hop and especially in, you know, um, really, this is this, like this, very this, patriarchal in the first place. Like, is it like me and my homeboys even always joke about like Michael Jordan's determination and will to win was like <clears throat> so strong that when he was accepted into the hall of fame, he he bought a ticket for the guy that they picked on the freshman basketball team before him. Mm. And he shouted him out. Mm. And this is always the discussion that me, Sterling, and my friend Brandon always have is how much money do you think Michael Jordan had to play that man so that Michael Jordan could say, yeah, they told me I'd never make the team. 
But look at Andre right, right there. Right. And then you got to like. And that's what I'm saying. So it's like negative ego, right? So Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it was the determination, like, from that whole concept. Like, he had to, you know, Michael Jordan willed himself with things like, I, I didn't make the basketball team. Uh, Isaiah Thomas and uh, Larry Bird froze me out of the all-star game that and one And that's year. what I'm saying. Like, always, comp- that's what that's negative ego. Like, always comparing. So, the thing is, though, that he said in many of his lyrics, Kanye, right? All these things, you know, I'm basically saying I have no respect for my fans and you're going to love me anyway. He's he's that's been his message. Well, that that from new day song one. definitely says Yeah. He definitely ain't respecting his fans. From day 1, that's been his message. All of his messages and in, in most of the music has always been, you know, I don't I don't have any respect for my fans and I don't care and you guys are going to roll with me and do whatever. I'll treat you however, I'll talk to you however, I have no respect for you. But you're going to buy my stuff anyway. And then turn around, poor me. You know, that's that's like, you know, that's that's what I would call a negative ego. Like made me stronger all my life. I wanted all this power, you know. And, you know, mm-hmm. people people say like, oh, Kanye is so vulnerable. He's not being vulnerable. He's a jerk. He's always been a jerk. He's always been the jerk. That's like, I'm a jerk. He's always mm-hmm. said it. He's always said it from the beginning. Well, I'm he would say I'm an asshole. Like, right, him right. And Dame Dash. Exactly. Yeah, like you they know, was, they would joke about that and right. embrace that concept. Embrace but it. But to me, that's like the vulnerability of like never feeling comfortable or like wanting to be accepted by I don't know. Yeah, like always having to have the new this and that. Always having to drape yourself in something. I mean, but besides that, it's like you know, um, it's like. A never-ending insatiable. He's insatiable. Hmm. Kanye is insatiable. He's never going to be happy because until he's actually happy, then he's never going to be really happy until he's actually happy. So it's all about buying these things that you can't buy and letting you know that, you know, letting his fans know that, like, you can't afford this or you're not, you're not as good as me because you can't afford these things. Um, how, oh, but then you turn around and then you say, oh, but they won't let me own, have ownership. Well, remember when, when he, remember the whole uh, thing with him and Sway? And Sway was like, you can own anything that you want to own. And he was like, you can't, you can't, you know, because in his mind, he was always comparing himself to what he felt, you know, these people that, that have trillions and he's like, oh, well, I, you know, I only have millions, but I mean, at the end of the day, he could have owned what black revolutionaries, distillery owners, Italian fashion retailers, and Motown Grammy winners all share their best stories never before told in any other media outlets on Detroit is different. Visit DetroitIsDifferent.com or download the Detroit is Different app on Apple's App Store or Google's Play Store. Detroit is Different is where you get information, artistry, history, music, and even comedy. Detroit is Different, a home for the culture of Detroit. 
Visit online at DetroitIsDifferent.com today. Some of the people I know from the fashion industry that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And some of the people were like, nah, but you want certain clothing and certain fabrics from Italy and from mm-hmm. this and from that. Mm-hmm. And what I always tell people is that these are designed with the idea and the intentionality for white people to wear. So, right. like, some of the Versace dresses aren't going to fit the the black body, like the woman, you know, the the prototype of the woman that I've been groomed to appreciate with her curves and body, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like it just doesn't look right. Even though you'll see the black woman wearing that unless she like has the build of um, more European women and even like the clothes for men or the shoes for men, like it's not designed with the intention for a lot of black people, but because these are the... I guess the standard of the fashion region, the, mm-hmm. the, the end of the Silk Road that mm-hmm. is honored instead of the beginning of the Silk Road, which mm-hmm. is more of an Eastern philosophy type thing, is mm-hmm. looked at differently, you know? But so, I think also, too, with that, these companies that he's comparing himself to, he's comparing himself to Louis Vuitton, which is like a legacy family that mm-hmm. uh, built its wealth off of you know slavery <laughs> you well, know he just much. said that that was a choice for black people so i think right right so another another one of the things we well, didn't even get to that comment about him he doesn't him. have the ability to reproduce the transatlantic slave trade unless no. that's what he would like to do maybe that's what he was saying <laughs> i can't maybe i mean you know at this point i have no idea I definitely think whatever he's doing is for sensationalism definitely you know uh definitely. with it with it what's the impact as he garners attention by sensationalizing everything it just only to me amplifies others to follow suit because we're talking about it and a lot of other people are giving responses to this and as Mm -hmm. you say we're in like a light culture Mm -hmm. it's no telling what the next you know what you know what Kendrick Lamar may end up doing seven years from now or something you know well you know what's really interesting Uh, we went on that field trip on Saturday you know where we were for the Michigan Roundtable. Michigan Roundtable. Uh, Yusef Shakur, my homie. Yeah. So uh, Kari did the um, photos and video for this mm-hmm. youth conference. Um, and I was with Community Lens with Kim Shirobi. And mm-hmm. we brought our youth um, photography students. And so <clears throat> what was uh, interesting to me is the young man. Uh, that we spoke to, the one that said he loved J. Cole. Well, the whole reason we even talked about J. Cole is because I asked him how relevant... Oh, so this young man was uh, 14. He goes mm. to um, Castec High School. So I asked him, uh, you know, is Kanye West relevant to him? He was like, no. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, he's not even relevant? He's like, eh, not really, I don't care. I was like, so like on a scale from like 1 to 10, how relevant is he? He was like, eh, maybe 5 or 6. So I was like, well, who's relevant? And he was like, J. Cole, J. Cole for sure. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. So that's interesting too. Yeah, who is he influencing? <laughs> I have no idea. Because that dude, you know, from the TMZ, what's his name? I just wrote his name down. Yeah, yeah, the guy, the TMZ got like. Uh, Van Lathan. Yeah. He put a hole in Kanye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Like, I, I don't know if I could ever be hurt by Kanye West. I mean, at this point, it's like, I'm just afraid of, like, if this is the new standard of rap attention, then God knows what. But, I mean, he wants that. He off wants the wall, that. Uh, off the wall statements, you know. He wants that little pump audience. Yeah. What What? Right? What will the, the, the next little pump or 
Takashi Six Nine be saying three years yeah. from now because it's almost wow. like yeah, you know, uh, you got to top that now. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like he's like you know, I have to be. I have to be. He more, just put the big Joker out in spades yeah. at the top of the game. I mean, with that <laughs> whack ass song, he clearly did. With that whack ass song, like in the whole world of like I say, the lyrics don't matter. This is a classic example that I've been saying for years when people try to say that, you know, substance and, yeah. and lyrics matter. <clears throat> right. Which really ushers me to the next statement. And mm-hmm. man, shout out to Kalima and all the work Shouts she out does. to Kalima Johnson, uh, Sasha Center. The Mute R. Kelly movement yes. is growing. Yes. And we think of another songwriter that has written some very like, what the hell is going on songs. Oh my God. But R. Kelly also uh, has made some songs I appreciate. But he's a sick and twisted individual that lacks, to me, I guess this is another form of mental illness. Like, he lacks personal, like, like his his presence of mind is off completely. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that one interview that they always bring up where he's like, define teenage. Bro, I mean, but this is the thing. Kalima said it best. Mm-hmm. If he was at least willing to... to to have some presence of mind. To, to, to admit that he's done anything and mm-hmm. to get counseling. Yeah. Right? But he completely yeah. just thinks the opposite. Yeah, I was on his Instagram the other day, and he was like, Chicago, you know. Arguing. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Chicago, just because of rumors, I'm not going to perform there, but I know y'all still got love for me. Wow. You know, and I knew, and, and this R. Kelly thing is so, such a strange thing because... I knew so many women that rushed to that last R. Kelly concert. What? And then I knew so many of you guys that were protesting the R. Kelly concert. Wow. You know, and then the other artists that are performing with them, uh, one of the toughest ones, like, because with Charlie Wilson, that's my man, LG and everything. Mm -hmm. And Charlie, you know, has uh, embraced LG into the band. Mm -hmm. I love LG and the opportunity he got. And El- and Charlie Wilson and R. Kelly have had this relationship for a long time, like Ronald right. Isley and R. Kelly. And this just, I guess, dismissive attitude about him being a child molester and him being a predator is accepted. And it's been accepted in our community for generations. Though he's made great songs, it's not, it doesn't trump it doesn't trump the fact that the man should be locked the fuck up. He should be locked up. The crazy thing is, though, so, um, well, so, so basically, Nicole Denson, she's with, um, this is re- this is related to the um, Mute R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So, Nicole Denson um, is from an organization called Wayne County Safe. Actually, um, maybe I think they can come to the next podcast. We'll okay. bring them on. Cool. <clears throat> and um hopefully by then because that's the other undercurrent of this what because my 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 black male uh cohorts through a lot of these men of r kelly mm-hmm. nas and yeah. bill cosby feel yeah. that the media is once again defaming the character of black men to be uh over sexualized predators in our society bro I'm, 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 I'm they call Mickey Mouse a mouse. I, Why? Pi- He's Piper, a mouse. I'm, I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. And I know you've seen it on your timeline too. For, yeah, just for sure. because you know some of these same men I know too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was looking at a post from uh, Ken Harris where he reposted something where Bill Cosby was swinging from a tree, and then it had like the names of 
Harvey Weinstein, Donald Trump, um, you know, so many of the other people. And, you know, and he's, uh, that's my man, Dr. Ten Harris. You know what I'm saying? He's not like a, a as they say, a hotep <laughs> type right. of brother per se. You know what I'm saying? He's more of a, uh, I would say, professional in, in the society. Yeah. But this is still something that stirs the pot of, okay. of the discussion on the flip side. So, so let me I, say I this do want to continue this discussion. Yeah. And R. Kelly mm-hmm. needs to be locked the fuck up. Yeah. Let me just say this first. Mm-hmm. So... This is just back to the mute R. Kelly real quick. Yeah. So Nicole Denson from Wayne County Safe, mm-hmm. she posted back, I don't know, we, we did the Women's March together when the Women's Convention came mm-hmm. here. We worked on that together. Okay. And so afterwards, um, she was like, you know, R. Kelly's supposed to come to Detroit in February. So she, she wrote on there, like, who wants to help, you know, organize the protest against him. Kalima said, yeah. And I said, yeah. So we started mm-hmm. working with her to, um, you know, organize in Detroit. Then she let us know, um, that the mute R Kelly, um, hashtag had actually been created by this woman named, um, Kenyette and mm-hmm. ATL. And she had actually been working on this, you know, for a long time. Then when we came together to organize, we realized that Kalima had been working here, um, with Sasha center, um, for you know, sex she her organization for um sexual assault survivors, um, to uh, you know, protesting against um R. Kelly concerts for like 20 years or something. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we when we all came together, we just really were thinking our initial thoughts were let's let's do a campaign to prevent people from purchasing tickets. Mm-hmm. And so we did that campaign to prevent people from uh, purchasing tickets, but people were his fans were like diabolical, bro. Like, yeah, I, I they know came after. It's us. like that. Boom! It's like that Boondocks episode. Yeah. I know some of the women that you know they came after us physically. To, they like physically couldn't wait to put on red bottoms and possibly, bro. Yeah, they physically yeah. like yeah. Uh, yeah threatened us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I literally I know. had like hundreds of physical threats. I know. I was like, wow. I, I made know. a video. It's on YouTube, mm-hmm. Mute R. Kelly, uh, about Detroit. You could just look it up, Piper Carter, Mute R. Kelly. I was really upset about that and just, like, talked about it. But as we as we started organized, they actually, um, or everyone, you know, came to the table. But uh, eventually they actually ended up doing the actual protest outside. Like, we mm-hmm. had really, you know, they wrote a letter. They wrote an open letter to Charlie Wilson they wrote an open letter to um, the arena. Mm-hmm. They wrote an open letter to the promoters. Like they, like <clears throat> you know, literally, uh, you know, the 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 um, to our our political people that are here. You know, just asking like, can we block this? Mm-hmm. And there was no movement on that front. So they ended up having to organize a physical protest. Well outside the radio station, calling mm-hmm. the radio station, asking them to back out. And then let's let, which one? Was it Clear Channel or was it Radio 1? Well, radio 1. Okay. So, so go, Radio 1. They went, they, and I mean, they went to, through the proper channels. Con- connected to Kathy Hughes' yeah. Empire Money. They went to the proper channels, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, writing letters, making phone calls, and when the, they were ignored or, you know, so they then they physically went and protested at the radio station. Um, and then finally they were forced to physically protest at, you know, the, the, mm. the concert and it ended up being very successful. I mean, Vice Magazine picked up the story, Complex Magazine recently, mm. 
I think yesterday I saw, or yesterday or today, I saw um, Complex Magazine has um, done an article. Ava DuVernier um, has yeah. been on Twitter talking about it. Carrie Washington, you know, yeah. shouts out to Dream. Tiffany uh, Haddish and Charlamagne. Tiffany Haddish, Charlamagne, right? A, uh, Angela Yee. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Dream Hampton. And then really uh, the first big step, I guess, by a, a major figure was Tom Joyner stepping right. up. Right. And it was good that he did. So Tom Joyner, exactly. Tom Joyner, especially right now with his crews. Exactly. Um, saying like, yo, no longer going to We no longer going to. Right. And so, and, and I want to shout out Dream Hampton for actually uh, filming and organizing, you know, the media outlets to cover um and so you know that work actually continues mm-hmm. so um i definitely want to bring both of them in to like speak about yeah, it more it. you know in depth but so okay so there's that but then speaking to so i want to say this about that okay so two things can be true at the same exact time mm-hmm. so i do believe that you know, if you want to call it white supremacy, the man, the system, Mr. Charlie, Mr. Charlie is against black men. No mm-hmm. question. At the same exact time, these men are doing these things. OK, I agree that that it's not mutually exclusive. Right. So there are predators in our own community. Oh, gosh. Often these predators. But, you know, like I've always said, you know, you ask most women, you know, in high school, how old was your boyfriend? And they'll say, well, I was mature, I was 16, and he was 21. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the predator has existed, but even in our own life story, we don't look at that 21-year-old guy that's dating a 16-year-old cousin and say, yo, this dude is a predator. Well, nowadays, they do. "Mm, Nowadays, they do. They're going to lock him up. How about this? Um, More recently... It depends. depends. But we at Kalima, she had her her Mm -hmm. event. She could speak to it more. But she had her event. Actually, no. Um, uh, Mahogany had mm-hmm. the um, had the uh, denim day event. Yeah, yeah. And so the denim day, if if people don't know, is um, a day where everyone wears denim mm-hmm. because um, to commemorate. In uh, I believe it was London, a young lady took a taxi. Um, the taxi driver um, drove her to a desolate area and raped her. Mm-hmm. The case made it all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled it's the Italian Supreme Court. So it must have been Italy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Supreme Court ruled that it wasn't rape because she had on tight jeans. Mm-hmm. And so um every uh every year in April, um we do an event to raise money and just real quick, we're going to bring Mahogany on to talk about this too, but uh but but literally, you know, that event was like it was the 5th year um, of doing denim day and you know, um, we'll, we'll bring her on to talk more about it, but, but long story short during the, um, during the event, you know, she has different people speak on different, um, aspects as a professional. Mm -hmm. So she had one of the police officers from sex crimes there Mm -hmm. and he was with what they call the like peewee unit or something like that. Meaning that they work with the, young people who get accused of sexual assault Mm -hmm. the minors yeah and so um yeah it's a lot of like 17 18 year old 17 year old boys that are in school right with a girl that's 16 right um, that's what he was telling us about and he was saying they just don't understand yeah who can't get locked up and he was just saying they don't understand the problem Mm -hmm. he said even they were they're in relationships their boyfriend and girlfriend and for whatever reason the parents decide 
to press charges. We we know, you know generally that that deals with something went awry, mm-hmm. and and that happens. But yeah. it's still been prevalent. Like it's it's the underbelly of a lot of societies, um, even in our own community of molestation, family, you know, mm. molestation through our families. Mm-hmm. Um, is so commonplace rape and molestation mm-hmm. in our culture mm-hmm. that I agree. It's a lot of men that are predators. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I even mean, in the even, schools. We, yeah. Yeah. When I was, when I was 17, like I, like we were telling this whole story when yeah. I was 17, uh, it was, we, I had a class. It was a girl that was 15 and you're right. Like, I was just like, she liked me. I like her. But like, you right. Know, and you I don't like know. Yeah, you know, you're 17. I, you go to school together. I could you socialize together. Yeah, that could have that could have easily. There's been also the guy. A bid. So this, this another thing they said about R. Kelly in the um, in the, the 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 gentleman that wrote the whole story for the Chicago Tribune. Mm-hmm. He had been following this for like years, right? Since the since the 90s. You don't really even got to follow it. I mean, I mean, knew, in the land of like you know before it was like yeah, as open with, and newsworthy uh, from uh, the 90s. I'll say Detroit alone, Aaliyah. So this is what so he, all I the mean, way from she, he wrote age ain't nothing but a number age ain't nothing for but her a number right my mind's telling me no I know but it my body's seems, telling me yes it seems like listen you to ready. your mind it seems <laughs> listen like listen to ready. your mind like that is yeah. a very pretty he even got that one line and I mean this is so crazy like twelve play is like my maturation of like game too it's like Joe to see twelve play it's like you trying to hook up with a girl like those albums like exist. You know, even though I really think R. Kelly took Aaron Hall's whole He style, took Aaron Hall's whole steez you know. and ram. So, but anyway, the, the guy from the Chicago Tribune, all the way from back then, has all these stories from yeah. these women who were talking about R. Kelly. Yeah. They were from Chicago. How he would park his Jeep as a grown man outside their high school. This yeah. is all through the 90s, all through the 2000s, right outside mm-hmm. the high school. And he would just, you know, that was the thing. And everyone knows that that was the thing. Now, I mean, on a Detroit tip, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. a whole nother spectrum. Mm-hmm. I've heard stories like that about, you know, like like Charles Pugh would do the same thing at Murray Wright. Oh, jeez. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, like the, the predator nature. Right. Uh, it, the sickness that's in them that needs to be counseled out and um, and addressed definitely go to jail and 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 then through that counseling you want you know it. As but they say, my like, thing is, is there rehabilitation for, for a rapist or a sexual predator? It, it should be. I mean, I I feel like these people are still a part of our community. Like, I mean, do, do, are we going to? If not, like, do you think that? The 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 predator should be murdered. You know, because I, if I there's do. no rehabilitation, <laughs> then it's like murder him. I do, but but I, I mean, but if I've you been murdered told, every if you no, murdered every you. molester, then I mean, goddamn, we and then up. and then people you, like, you know get accused and then they, like, they didn't no do men. it and things like that. <laughs> you know, right? And then, yeah, and then that whole like immaterial. But you know, I guess when I guess so. This is the thing that crime or that sickness mm-hmm. has like the highest level of recidivism. I agree. You know, but but so what that, do you do? that crime also has. You saw the, the movie Alien. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that crime. That crime. What do you do? Also, is seen by a lot of um, you know on, on it, by men and women. Like it, in society itself, it's never truly. It's never truly, you know, 
more so like as they say like you know you're trying to victim shame and it, it's it's such like extreme one way or the other but i definitely think most men don't even consider it like uh uh they they're it's a cognitive dissonance that hmm. happens when men even think about themselves in sex with women mm. period and and objectifying the woman to be ready for sex like oh my goodness and i mean this kind of goes into like all of these stories post kanye west right uh like it 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 goes and it carries like the yeah. whole concept of like you know a man will say like yeah yeah that's shitty men shouldn't do that but then mm-hmm. that same man will do in their own reaction right but it's like no no let me explain like they they don't even have the awareness to say to themselves like damn i'm a shitty individual well that takes a lot of um introspection it takes mm-hmm. a lot of work um I mean, and then and then you know, I do want to I do want to differentiate though mm-hmm. between um, a guy that's confused at the workplace about you know uh, uh, what let's call it like sexual impropriety and a sexual predator because I feel like I feel like there is a distinction because I feel like just to put all men as sexual predators. Like I just, I guess I just personally see a sexual predator as something a bit different than guys who are socialized. And this is the way guys are socialized. Guys are socialized to be to, aggressively towards to get the women, get women, approach women, approach get girls, women get the get the to, girls. To begot, like that's mm-hmm. an object to uh, yeah. And then having sex with her, like this is a goal and an objective. Right. Like I've, I've I've been socialized to do that. Right. So with that, I would say it's like racism in white people. It's predator in me, but to what degree and what variance, depending upon the situation and what woman, and then I got to recognize it and then check myself. So like, I think I wouldn't even break down the definition. No, I mean, sickness. I know what you mean. To me, it's like that sickness is in mm-hmm. me. To, but I think that sickness is in women too, to want to be an object, to be desired sexually from men as well. Like it's, it's a society thing, you know, like, yeah. you know, but I guess, but I, but I would also say that, um, we're, you know, looking at it too, as, um, I mean, there's so many, there's so many spectrums because even, um, when you look at it, you know, women are socialized to be chased yeah. and to not show that they have sexual interest in another person right like but that's part of the the aggressive nature of pursuing the woman to have sex is like you're going to pursue because she was conditioned to believe that like a man does that i mean shit the 12 play album Mm -hmm. one through 12 Mm -hmm. it ain't even foreplay no more r kelly was like shit times three that shit you know what i'm Mm -hmm, saying mm -hmm. so it's like we will go all these steps Mm -hmm. with the woman that you know is is being coy Period. Yeah, but all women aren't coy. Some women are no. aggressive, you know. Well, like I, I mean, I'm I'm definitely generalizing. The yeah, yeah. Some here, women are very aggressive, <laughs> especially in New York. <laughs> especially, in- especially in New York, you know. Give us up, shorty. That's the girl. What up, shorty? What you trying to do? But Hilarious. I guess you know. I guess what I mean is, um, I think it's dangerous to kind of categorize guys all guys as sexual predators. I don't think all men are, but I definitely think that the, the, 
that aggressive nature is in us all. I don't know if I use the, the term predator, but whatever that is, that that sickness, that beast, the the animal, the the objectification of women is to some variance in all men. Like, I, but I, I, but I, I know guys can, that I can, don't, I don't have think you that. can shake that. I know guys that don't have that. I would say that their relationship, like, it's hard. It's like white people and racism. I don't know a white person that's not racist. I know white people that aren't racist in in certain instances towards mm-hmm. certain people, but it's still there because it's a part of the conditioning that makes them white. Yeah, but uh, but there's guys who haven't been conditioned in, into that. How how did they how did they escape that? What country are they living in? But I guess they it's in also or something? well, I guess it's also you know uh, the way that their social structure or their family structure. But it's they, back to like were women being to. objects, though, because that's the thing. It's it's like at the root of this, I think it's women being objects. Yeah, but I think also too, um, I don't, I just don't think that all men view women as objects. I think to some variance, I, I would disagree. As really? a man, I would say to some variance, yes. I just, I don't think all men. I can't put all men. I know I know some great guys. I, I think I'm a good dude. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like different boxes like where it's like, damn, why do I think like that? And then it's like, oh, yeah. But then also, too, I guess, I guess <sighs> the, the nefariousness of this, of this whole like sexual predator thing. Mm-hmm. also negates that as human beings we're sexual creatures and it sex is good and it's okay and it's healthy and so i don't you know looking at it as like i just don't think that every single um guy is looking at a woman as an object but i do think that it's fair to say that um you know uh people look at one another and may have attractions to one another okay and this is where i guess i'm um i go back to racism Mm -hmm. because most of these systems throughout the world are patriarchal systems yeah and the patriarchal system views the woman like even marriage as an institution it's like she is a commodity she's property Mm -hmm. she's an object so it's hard to shake that because that's the overcasting system. Now, yeah. I think that there are levels like I believe I'm very progressive with my interactions towards women, but it's it's still there. Like I said, it's, it's back to the white person and racism mm. it's to some variance. It exists. Will it be exposed? Will it not be exposed? Is certain things in my mind like even today when you were like, yo, I'm about to ride my bike over here. I'm thinking like, man. Like, in my mind, I'm like, man, she should be cool. I know this neighborhood. She should be cool. But in my <laughs> mind, because you're a woman, it's the thought process of, she going to ride her bike over here? Where I know if my homeboy would have said, I'm going to ride my bike over there, I'm mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, man, I don't care. Right, 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 right. right. You know what I mean? No, like, I feel it's, you. And that's the, you know, now this is the the flip side of that. It's, mm-hmm. it's certain things that are, um, it's certain things that are, that are embraced as uh, gestures of admiration or, or complimentary or seeing things that are accepted uh, through this. Like, I, I think that sometimes a woman does want me to open the door or I pick do. her up. Or I do. Things like that. But all of this <laughs> still all goes don't. back to the root of, I know they don't, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, but even some of those women in variances is certain things that I've even just seen mm-hmm. where women say, I can't believe a man didn't. But right. to Depends even make that is. statement says that she's 
in a different cast of a system in property different mm. than a man like this, this like we have a, a archetype of what a woman is mm. this is not excusing any of the sickness behavior because mm-hmm. at its worst it comes out in those instances just like you mm-hmm. know um you know it, at its worst it comes out like that but but at its like at the at the it, shining example of it it comes out with a respectable i, I think a, a man that treats a woman with a level of respect mm-hmm. that's in honor of the way that he would want his mother treated okay you know i understand what you're saying that's that's in the in the heart and the root of if it's best mm-hmm. but that's still under the idea of like the way i look at my mom mm-hmm. and the way i look at my dad two completely different Two completely different instances. Yeah, but I guess like going back to like the whole like you know like the sexual predator thing and the you know uh, just the nefar- the nefar- let's call it like the nefarious sexual behavior. Um, mm-hmm. What really makes things got, like got Freudian uh, in his head. <laughs> the thing <laughs> the thing that really makes um, like makes Young it like super here. tragic mm-hmm. is that. Um, what happens is that a person's when a person's choice is taken away, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because at the end of the day, um, that's really that's really is is dehumanizing. Oh yeah, you know it's um, and then you know another thing that uh, that we have that the reason I want to bring Kalima and um Kalima on here as well is because you know you've got coercion going on. Yeah. You know, and so the lines get blurry and murky, especially if you're dealing with coercion, because then people are having these conversations around what who was complicit and what acts were approved of or do you know what I'm saying? Now, me personally, I believe that um, a child or 14 year old or a minor is not complicit. And, you know, uh, just like the law if you will, says what, like in Michigan, I believe it's 16. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like in real life, like, I mean, where does, where does, I don't want to say common sense. But that's the other thing. Like as society where it's a lot of people that are, are broken and, and this, the, the, the most corrosive and, um, tragic thing that I feel like that comes out in the trauma of the objectification of women mm-hmm. is that the object that seems to be most desired is sex. So it's a lot of women. I feel that <clears throat> feel that sex is what they have of value and all they have to offer. So it changes their perspective of how they even interact and engage with men, which causes so much of the 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 breakdown in the 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 shit that's going on in our community today and and when i say our community american community and american society itself because those values of of instead of honoring like damn you know what i'm saying she got you know like her ass is fat like we're not saying to ourselves like wow you know these are traits of like a sincere human being and you know like like the conditioning mm-hmm. all together the 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 substantive intrinsic values uh, of one another so when you say that the 16 year old isn't ready to have sex 
Well, I, I don't mean that, that she's the not ready. Or he... may not necessarily be ready to like. They may be in the same coerced behavior mm-hmm. because of the idea of what they feel like the value could be. Because yeah, you're right. At at at, at any. Especially at an adolescent age. I mean, their really. hormones are raging. I yeah. mean, it's the age that you want to be sexually active and, and engage in sexual activity. So it is a natural thing. But what the nefarious part is, is as an adult, mm-hmm. you, not you, a person mm-hmm. um, looking, an act. adult mm-hmm. engaging in that act with a young person. Because the older person mm-hmm. has you know that that understanding and that's not, what makes not, it a fair I would argue most times no because the guy and I'm I'm speaking from what I've seen most women I know had relationships with like that 19 20 year old guy around 16 and probably lost their virginity around but that the time. 19 and year that 19, old 20, guy 20 year old guy 21 year old guy and let's even say if the guy's 30 if he has a 15 year old girlfriend mm-hmm. like a R Kelly Obviously, he's a classic example. Mm-hmm. His mind state is all fucked up, too. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And at the same time, that's what I'm saying. The mm-hmm. nefariousness is that they know. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it nefarious, is that they know. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, when I was... Um, I'm like, do I say the name of the school? When I was at a... When I was... Uh, at a Detroit Public High School. <laughs> okay. You know. Blue Door Campaign. <laughs> I am DPS. When when I when I was uh when I was uh an artist a, a teaching artist inside mm-hmm. of one of our beloved Detroit public schools. Um I think it was like I was there from like 2011 to about 2013. Okay. So they have to know your life to know. Yeah. What so school? one of the uh, one of the uh, the security guards mm-hmm. who was probably in his twenties mm-hmm. um, got one of the eleventh graders pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the when I would walk through the halls, the security guards who were in their twenties and thirties would f- openly flirt. With the girls walking to and from class, yeah, I, I distinctly would stand in front of one of the security guards and just like stare him down, mm-hmm. and he literally would like look at me, like, and yeah, then what's he wrong would, with you, basically. well, yeah, and then he yeah. would say stuff like uh, you know crazy stuff about the girls, like they're hot and things like that, and so, I mean, I get it. Do you understand no, what I'm I saying? Don't. No, what I mean is when I I've say I that, get it, I get it. That's such a common thing. Like, how many, how many high school basketball coaches, or teachers, or principal? Like, this is such commonplace. I've seen it over and over. It's also and the over maturity, right? And over again. So you see, you see. I mean, and, and no disrespect, no it's disrespect sick. to anybody, no disrespect to anybody. But mm-hmm. think about, like. Also, too, just think about, like, beyond training, beyond training folks on whatever their job is, mm-hmm. hopefully moving forward, there will be more trainings on what appropriate and inappropriate behavior is, right, in a workplace. I mean, and that's on a, that's on a minimal, okay. that's okay. on a minimal level. I, I would like it to be like that, mm-hmm. but 
that's back especially to the, dealing with kids. But that's back to especially the, dealing with youth. That's back to the cognitive nature of how men are like men. It's like men. The reason I understand the blindness of racism so much is because I'm a man and I understand a lot of the blindness of sexism. So like, I think a man would sit through the sexism class and think, not me. Like, if we really want to like open up this whole thing and unveil it. Jay-Z met Beyonce when she was like 17 in right. Destiny Child. Right. Right? Right. But if you ask most people, it's that's hashtag relationship goals. And right. He was a grown ass man. Definitely grown. But this is this is the the nature of 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 a lot of society. Like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that exists and i know somebody that's you know i know the beehive is probably like well they grew and she's a mature woman and da 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 right i know i know what the argument is on one side mm-hmm. but, but we're at also the talking heart about of it, at the heart of it mm-hmm. that shit is prevalent so often mm-hmm. you know but we're also the, talking like, about t- celebrities yeah, yeah. So, so but I mean, if world. we bring it back, right? That's celebrities. But if we bring it back to like the community, yeah, yeah I feel like we just need. I feel like, well, not just. And you, and I you, feel like we need more training. To too many Africans in the schools to know a lot of them too. We need more. And training. I love a lot of them. I love a lot of the Bobbers, but you know the Bobbers. We need training. You know the Bobbers. Uh, sometimes we need we need we need more than just so called sexism training. We need identity training. Identity we need training. we need identity training. We need anti oppression training and okay. and and identity training and anti oppression training. Um, in my opinion, should be a part of professional development and professional training. But if the person that needs the assistance doesn't even see it's back to the counseling, like we three sixty back to Kanye. If they don't even see it as if they're a party a person that needs any of the any of the training then what's going to be the value of the training existing in the first place because i think most men that can be the craziest victims of some crazy shit don't even you know like here we go i've known him for my whole life uh virgil smith jr that just ran for city council and he damn near got elected you know uh a friend of mine that did some dumbass shit because he shot a open assault rifle at his ex-wife Gosh. was sitting having a conversation with me saying I don't know why people didn't vote for me right and I actually had to entertain this discussion but you know what I'm saying but this is the type of cognitive dissonance that men have I get you you know and that's Bill why I Cosby, say training Bill Cosby was drugging women for decades definitely but he was allowed and he to didn't do so even think he didn't even think to himself as he was standing up saying the role black men should play in the household of black women. You know what? Because he was Let playing a role. Let me stop drugging women. He was playing a role. Because in his mind, it's, it's like He's an R. actor. Kelly. He's an actor. But R. Kelly's a... Like, I think so many men, when it comes to women and sex, men are like in a different world the way they feel about their ego uh, the vulnerability we have, the way we value ourselves based on like just wanting any sexual attention from women. So like when it comes to sex, I've seen men completely shapeshift where it's like, damn, I, I you know, it's like, man, I, I have respect for this dude's character and all of this. And, and then, you know, cleavage walk in the room and it's like, damn, this dude. But I know dudes who that wouldn't happen as well. And I'm just saying. So this is what this is why I say we need more training. Some, we need more training, training 
But that training, if I try to tell the dude that that follows the cleavage, like, yo, bro, you need to calm your thirst down. That's, right. That's what we say. He going to be like, man, you saw she was checking for me. And if he had the training, <laughs> then he would know what level of me too he was entering. I know. <laughs> I know men that go to the strip club and say, yo, man, she thinking about stopping dancing and coming home with me. And I'd be like, bro, mm-hmm. are you serious? They're serious. But this is the. But I, I guess I'm speaking more specifically about, you know, uh, professional interactions, right? But it's it's all in the no, same. No, it's all scope. it's all the same. It's scope. like you saw how she said hello to me. Like, right. bro, she said hello to you. Like, she got to give a presentation. Yeah, well, so on a personal level, we need more <laughs> counseling. We need more counseling in our community. More people need to be in counseling and getting training. We need uh, we need you to have like uh, remember Axe Jeeves back in the day or that Hilarious. little paper clip thing from mm-hmm. Windows. Like when a man is about to have a thirst moment, he needs to be able to text Piper like, "Yeah, is this thirsty?" Yeah, if you need to ask, <laughs> <laughs> then your throat is dry. <laughs> you understand know what I'm saying? Like. I mean, the other thing too, like, you know, I told you this before I've, mm-hmm. I've been in, um, certain hip hop establishments, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where, you know, women are dressed with jeans that are painted on mm-hmm. and cleavage that is showing yeah. and guys think that because she's dressed this way that he's welcome to smack her on her behind. Yeah. I, I, I know some of those gentlemen. Right. So mm-hmm. this is my thing. That's inappropriate and unacceptable. And and they should know that. They should that should be like a known thing. Now this is where as a man <clears throat> it's women that will wear clothing for sexual attention from men, but they want sexual attention from one particular guy. And not everybody. That's right. But she gonna get it from everybody. Okay. Now, I'm not condoning the guy smacking ass. But it's kind of like Kanye West wearing the Make America Great hat again. Like, Make America Great Again hat. When you come out and I can see the tattoo, you know, on your uh, upper breast or lower breast, you need to, you, you have to know. That but that's going to garner. Is, that's gonna garner. Here we go. Shout out to uh, Professor Griff. Attention from a man's lower chakra. But the point is, and that's should his, he, that's should his he be, issue. Should he should he conduct himself in a better manner? Yes. But that's his issue. He does not have the right to step outside of his body. He's not supposed his to. Zone. But it's it's one of them things where like I don't want people to. I don't want. You know, like I tell, uh, you know, back to, 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 you know, this is anybody from the suburbs that move over to my neighborhood. Look, you move over here, you'll be safe. But the minute you start copping weed and, 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 you know, other drugs <laughs> and hookups over here, you are opening yourself up to crime. Now, should, should my neighbors break in your house just because... You bought some weed from them and they feel like you need to continue buying weed from them and you decide that, no, nah, I don't want to buy weed from you no more. No, they should not. But is this the response that they have? Hell yeah. But at the same time, 
Should they? They don't have the right to touch her. They're not supposed to, but it's, but they don't have the right. But to society touch her. is not to a point where and you're people going to jail. Themselves. You're going to jail. If you smack a woman on her behind, whether she has on a skirt that you feel is too tight at work, or or some jeans, or some booty shorts, or some booty meat hanging out the bottom of her shorts <laughs> when she goes to the corner store to buy that juice. Like you, you're going to jail. You cannot put your hands on a woman. And the you fact that not. she dresses however she wants to dress, that's her zone. And then a guy's got to stay inside of his but zone. You're, but you're expecting more from the guy. Like, as we said, the levels of predator or or, or nefarious behavior that exists in men. Mm-hmm. That nefarious behavior, you're, you're waking it up. You're waking up that shit. Well, no, she's not waking it up. He's 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 allowing yeah, he's himself. Sick, obviously, he's what I'm sick, saying obviously. is he's allowing himself to indulge yes, in those behaviors. He is. So the onus is on him, not I her. I agree. The onus on is on him. him. But I do think that some accountability. You need to be aware that yo, if you come out half naked, men are going to respond in a certain nature, and it, men need and sometimes to sometimes it ain't even get about themselves what a woman wears. together. I agree. Yeah. Guys got to get themselves together. I I wholeheartedly agree. Listen, if you roll around any hood, USA, whether it's Watts or over here in the vortex of Dexter Davison. Yes. Or any hood, any hood, USA, Mm -hmm. Brazil, Mm -hmm. uh, the favela, if you in, I don't know, not even a hood, any country you go to where it's warm. And women are showing skin. Women are, you Piper. know. But it's some women out here, as we can see, Instagram every day. Yeah. That are, that are intentionally not wearing, like, okay, today was an 85 degree day. Yeah. I saw a lot of skin. And, and, and some I, of those I saw a lot of dresses, skin all day. Some of those sundresses are sundresses that are not being worn because women want to be cool and comfortable. Part of this is the, like I say, the flip side of it is men see women as sexual objects and women have been socialized to look at the attention of being a sexual object as value themselves. I mean, I get that. But and just, I'm, not, I'm not excusing the behavior of the man. Yeah. But I think that some accountability also, like you gotta, you have to be ready that to know that the the consciousness of all men is not to the level where you know cleavage, you know, a woman can walk by with pasties on, and you know, a man can just say, "Yeah, well, give me ten on pump three and just walk out. Well, that's you have on to the know guy. That men are not to that. Men are not there. Okay, but that, but the, but guys, should men be there? Any man yes. listening to this podcast right now? <laughs> keep your hands to yourself you should keep but, your hands to yourself is, the the comment she's gonna get the look she's gonna get keep all that to yourself hey, i'm just telling you that that's not where society is and should society be there yes hell yeah yes should should police not kill black men yes they should not kill black men but when i get pulled over by the cops i like Intentionally, uh, every time I take an ID picture, I'm smiling from cheek to cheek like <laughs> Magic Johnson because I want to look like the safest, non-threatening <laughs> oh. Negro ever. Do I just want to look That's how terrible. I generally look and not smile? Hell yeah. When I get pulled over by the cops, I want to say, yo, what's your badge number? Why the fuck you pull me over? Is that what I want to say? <laughs> yes. But don't I sit there and say, I, I, I say, <laughs> this is me getting pulled over from the cops. And, and I got a video. You talk about videos up. 
I am going over to get my license, <laughs> my registration and insurance I now, officer, I with do the my same thing. right hand. I do the same thing, bro. And I'm going to leave my left hand <laughs> on the wheel. I do the same thing. Now, should I be like that? No, 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 no. But does society have me like that? Yep. And I feel it's the same way with women. No. When a woman comes out with ass cheek hanging out her shorts... That she has every right. Instances. She has every right. She needs to know that it is she's garnering the 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 she she is going on the whim of the expectation that more men are going to conduct themselves. And not just men, even women are going to conduct themselves with um that that I haven't seen society conduct themselves, especially when it comes to men. We're gonna pray for all of you. Please do. Please do. And please pray that, please pray also with your women friends to say, yo, let's get to the root of why you walking around with pasties on. Why do I see your nipple ring through your shirt? Well, I mean, that's her fashion sense. Oh, man, Piper. (laughs) Rihanna. It's your fault. <laughs> I should not. <laughs> like, like here we go. Here's something classic. Remember, remember when Cisco's thong song was out and mm-hmm. they used to do them Let Me See the Thong competitions? Oh, my God. Right? I'm glad that's over. Please don't bring that back. <laughs> It would be, it would be, it would be a lot of like sixty thirsty ass dudes just smacking strange women on the ass. It was that was a strange time, not good. And if the if if I guess whenever Kanye West remixes the thong song, wow, no, yeah, he might have to do that to. Fix his you know, album. I am not to the point where I think society men will say, "Wow, I appreciate that uh, she she came out as a contestant in this thong contest." And right, and, um, you know, even the whole, you know, and she's twerking, and you know, even the whole concept of twerking. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in twerking. a lot of ways, twerking is you know that's just our ancestral <laughs> um, goddess dances. Okay, yeah, that's the way we uh, you know communicate. Right, we're 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 calling up the ancestors who are uh, okay. I don't think, and this is another thing. I don't think a lot of those men. I don't think us as men are to the point where we, where we're saying to ourselves, "Wow, this is a fertility dance to uh, yeah. honor our to honor so our cultural." Those spirit. are the classes that we need to teach. We need those workshops. <laughs> what is the fertility dance? And then people will say, "Ah, oh, it looks a lot like twerking." <laughs> Right, and then people will learn. We'll learn. That's how we'll teach our culture. It's a lot of fertility workshops is going on at Ace of Spades right now. Twerk shops. Twerk shops. Right. <laughs> That'll be like your most attended event. <laughs> like, but in real life, know? in real life, you know, um, I do think that we need to understand who we are as people, and do need mm-hmm. to do need to to know where these things come from. Because that is objectification. It's just taking uh, that fertility dance mm-hmm. and then putting it into Ace of Spades and commodifying it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when yeah. and and when there is that 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 fertility dance is waking up that power source. That's a power source there. You know, it's a it's 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 where creation happens. You know what I'm saying? So, 
through lamb chops and Hennessy, I don't know how much power is being awakened. I mean, a lot of power, right? <laughs> because in the in, in, in the real world, that's where a lot of business takes place. Well, in upscale strip clubs, right? A lot of guys I mean, go there, get them in black me, and blue state. Say and, that. and I, I've, I've I, we don't hang out in strip clubs as much, but ain't no real, ain't no real business. Like, let's put it like that. I, none of my big checks. I really, I would even go as far as like no, no, no strip club, no regular bar, no setting. Any setting where I'm going to hear some rapper telling me how he's killing some other rapper, mm-hmm. I I haven't begotten any good business from. Well, I, I've never been to make, a strip club. Other people club. move in different ways. Well, I've never been been to a strip club like that, you know, to hang mm-hmm. out in the strip I've never hung out in a strip club. But It's an overrated experience. Well, what I've heard from uh, different men and women mm-hmm. in the industry is that in upscale strip clubs, that's where they go. To do business. I mean, in some, I mean, as we saw that in some upscale golf courses, presidents pay porn stars. Wow. You know. Yeah. This you know, is what and they I'm do. pretty sure everybody that was at that golf outing, it, it wasn't, um, you know, that, you know, it, it, it wasn't a, um, but it, it's still back to the objectification of women. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They, yeah. They're not, they're not all meeting at, you know, the, the 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 women's summit on uh alzheimer's affecting uh aging black women yeah and we need we actually need that summit yeah they're not meeting there right they're meeting that where it's like yep i can talk business and this woman i can possibly pay to be a prostitute right and so yeah that that's what we need we need more training around the humanization Right. The mm-hmm. humanization of, of people like the humanization of um, of of black folks and the humanization of women, of black women, you know, um, so that folks understand. Because you're right. You said something earlier about um, or maybe I just interpreted it that um, people coming back into community. Maybe they've maybe they've been away and then they come back to community. Mm-hmm. Like, how are people coming into community? How do people come back to community? And mm-hmm. you know, people are coming back broken. If you've been, if a person has been institutionalized, you know, no matter what they say, no matter how strong they are, there's a certain part of them that's been broken. Whether yeah. whether it's their humanity, their spirit, their pride, or something. Mm-hmm. And so the the people that we know that have come back to us, who appear to be functional healthier stronger have mm-hmm. gone through a lot of self-reflection and have um you know uh i would say go- gone through the fire to learn about patriarchy misogyny because they came to this new world right because like when you go away that was like the old world and then you become institutionalized you know and then then they come back to us we've got internet we've got twitter we've got you know, mobile phones. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they have tender, <laughs> you know, so they have, so they have access to either indulge in further objectification, but uh, some of the brothers that we know that have come back to us have made decisions that they wanted to elevate themselves and that they wanted to, um, learn about how to be better men. Now I'm not saying that they are perfect, but I'm saying that they have made a decision to be on that path. Right. So I guess for me, I would I would like to see more 
Um, and I'm serious, more counseling and more training I in agree. our communities around but it, I, you know. I would say that brokenness and that trauma is still connected so much to the transatlantic slave trade yeah, and, and our sure. enslavement and the trauma of being a a a <clears throat> shout out to Dr. Claude Anderson, mm-hmm. <laughs> a non-immigrant in this nation that was built uh through atrocities through victimization mm-hmm. through oppression and um you know we we're dealing with uh we can use the term i like that broken i mean it, we're already so so broken so sometimes these these sick acts are these um tragic sick acts mm-hmm. you know that come out in different instances are natural revolts against something that's just always existed in us that never was supposed to be itself of just mm. trying to fit into the American system. Cause like, let's look at Bill Cosby situation and we didn't even really get on that. We in mm. overtime, but like when we look at the Bill Cosby situation oh and we God. still think about, you know, it, it's such a bigger picture. It's mm-hmm. Camille Cosby. Mm-hmm. It's their other children. Mm-hmm. It's the other family members. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's the whole, the 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 existence now throughout this time did, did most of these people know yes i'm sure they knew because i knew in like in like the early 2000s mm-hmm. myself like mm-hmm. I, i've heard these things but mm-hmm. i've heard these things about many of people so mm-hmm. for all the men saying that like yeah you heard it about hugh hefner you heard it about dr jerry bust that owned the lakers and all these other white men i mean jerry jones that owns the cowboys and uh, i mean Yes. Now, how sub how how much substantiated can all of this stuff be? I don't know, but you hear this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, like R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, R. Kelly got a video mm-hmm. of him molesting a child. So mm-hmm. I mean, the that's the difference. But it's it's some meat on the bone to everything that they're saying. But I still feel as though you know Camille Cosby is still part of the community. So mm-hmm. what role? And the accountability of the of the terror that her husband caused mm-hmm. does her family have right now in the healing and joining Kalima and, and people like Nicole and mm. people like you. Like I think it's it's not as like, you know, to 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 personalize these people as as straight up demons uh neglects the the wholeness of I feel how we as a people, as black people, African people, mm-hmm. dealt with uh, the, the the traumas in our own community mm. holistically mm-hmm. because they're still there. And some of us do get incarcerated and go away. But mm-hmm. I say the trauma still even exists for the people that's yeah. here every goddamn day. Yeah. So, like, yeah, when that guy's smacking the girl on the ass, mm-hmm. as much as he's smacking her on the ass, most times when I've seen that, and I know guys like that, and now I'm to the point where, you know, before I wouldn't say anything, whereas now, depending upon, I'm definitely going to make comment about it. Mm-hmm. Um, him smacking the woman on the ass has a whole lot more of him proving his machismo to other men. Right. A property. But it's still like so that he can prove to other men, like, look, I can be just like you. Mm-hmm. And that probably deals with like whatever semblance of like the lack of a role model of men that he felt like growing up to. So mm. I've definitely seen men peacock or posture more around trying to prove something to other men 
by objectifying women more often than anything else. So like it, it goes into like deeper stories than just like the surface of like the woman, you know, is wearing pasties. Just so like, like yeah. I think the woman wearing pasties is deeper than even just wanting the sexual attention. It's it's probably to that same weird structure of like the semblance of like, I want to be valued by a man. So let me present sexuality as what I can offer so that I can bring a man in. And then with sexuality, now he'll pay attention where I can really share what this trauma that I'm going through. Is well, about. what? So then, so then we, so that's why we need men in the fight. So like those times when, you know, guys, your friends want to wild out, like just let them know, like that's unacceptable. Like, that's not cool. You look crazy. Mm. Don't do that. You know what I mean? So, like, we need the guys to, like, step in at those moments. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's it's a certain way, depending upon my relationship with different men, that I respond. Mm-hmm. And also peeping the whole scenario in the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I definitely am speaking up more now with my mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. But the... Um, well, we need all men. We need all the guys. But everybody, to do every this. guy is not to that level. Just like I think every we woman. We need you to be at that level. To me, but this is the same way that I think every woman needs to speak up when you see the woman walking out with pasties, not to just say, yo, I know it's hot, so, you know, have your titties out. You but, need to walk over to that sister and say, look, I feel you. But the same way that I need to walk over to that guy after the fact, I believe a woman needs to walk over to that woman and say, look, I know you think Kim Kardashian has a lot of likes on Instagram for wearing the same outfit. Withstanding that, you bring more to the table, my sister. I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But I guess at the same time, I feel like we spend a lot of time policing women's bodies and women's clothes and what women are doing to attract unwanted attention and i feel like we need we need a shift i have never seen over that. To I the, generally are you hear kidding what me you just said i generally hear what you just said now when women are like in high school or something yeah like they were talking about that at the conference today like six inches or five inches or whatever mm-hmm. and and all the girls were like if i'm if my body is different i can't wear i want to wear a tube top too mm-hmm. but a girl without a chest can't you know, she gets to wear a tube top. It's not it's not the rules. I want to wear tube tops. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is crazy. But I rarely hear that. I actually hear, as a man, the opposite of what you're saying is, like, more men need to step to men as a man that steps to men. Yeah. You know? But it, it's it's like you need to know the temperature. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's on all sides because this trauma we dealing with ain't just men. It's, it's, uh, it's secular. Like, it's but what if she society. wants to wear her back out? And I would say then. I'm just saying like that, you know, that, that like it shouldn't I, have to be. It shouldn't have to be that she has to police her outfit. You know, what I, mean? I mean, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying that's where we need to move to. So for me, I want to put the onus on. On men. I don't want to say on men because that means if i say on men that means that i'm gonna put all men in that category and i'm not gonna do that you need to put i'm gonna say put the onus on the people who believe that they have the right to put their hands on people simply because of the way they're dressed i agree now as a man i've been uh okay what's the what's the uh, what's the professional way of saying this (laughs) women have johnson grabbed me a many a time I don't think that's right. That's right. terrible. Right? Now, it's a different get down because the scenario, the scheme, the whole, you know, 
and, and, and even through it, like I think it's it's this is inappropriate other, to say see, the least. Yeah. Now this is the flip side too. As a man, it's like eh, didn't really bother me. You know what I'm saying? Because you're socialized for that not to bother you. I agree. Mm-hmm. Now. <clears throat> The, 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 like, the culture of, like, hands to self. Mm-hmm. It's also been a culture of men being successful by not keeping hands to self, too, in their idea of what they want to get from a woman, too. So, as I, as I debate that, as I, as I, as I approach a man, that's why I say, like, I need to have a better understanding of who he is, what the scenario is. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying just walk up to some to random dude. approach the guy. Right, say, for sure. Yo. You can definitely do it with your friends. You mm-hmm. can start there. You can start with your friends, your homeboys. Hopefully you don't have friends that are doing this. But then the flip side comes, will you, as a woman, walk over to that woman that gives attention to the guy that smacks the girl on her ass and say, hey, sister, because we're trying to coach men up to not respond this way, please don't give attention to the man that's ass smacking no i'm not gonna do that because the thing is she has the right to wear what she wants to wear but i said no i'm saying give attention to the guy that's ass smacking because sometimes the guy smacks ass Mm -hmm. and the woman turns around and says here's my number i mean you know if that's what happens to her not if she wanted it no not not if she not if she but that that also you know that is the 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 that creates the temperature of the habitual habit of like oh ass smacking was successful with her 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 and her but it's unacceptable behavior but this is the thing it's unacceptable behavior but at what point at what point does does anything like because that's going to be also what you're going to deal with because ass smacking guys mm-hmm. are more physical mm-hmm. uh, they're more uh, like the natural ass <laughs> like they're going to have a hard time in the new world <laughs> they're going to have a hard time in the 21st I think you'll century you'll be surprised because it's a lot of it's been successful. it's not going to work it's not going to work we need to uh, we need to hang out at uh we need to go down the floods. <laughs> I mean, and this is the thing, you know, people, people deciding Some that they want to smacking going on at floods and people night. deciding that they want to mix how they treat whoever at the strip club. Um, acceptable behavior at the strip club is probably not acceptable behavior at the office. I agree. And, you know, and people get confused, but even acceptable behavior at the strip club is still, it shouldn't even be there too. So like, no, it I'm, should I'm not. I'm so I mean the same the same way that I'm gonna you know talk to whatever guy and his behavior I'm gonna mm-hmm. talk you know the the setting doesn't dictate the right uh, me like at least because always it's me questioning and mm-hmm. then I give my it's like I'll ask a guy if I have a relationship with him. yeah definitely and then after that then I'll say look this would be my approach. Right. No, I mean I feel you, but I guess the other thing too is there's always an assumption that pursuit is the point of the encounter. You know what I'm saying? So like sometimes, you know, this guy told me once that men and women can't be friends. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have a lot of guy friends. I have a whole bunch of guy friends. Cause mm-hmm. I like hip hop. I like battle rap. I like photography. I like mm-hmm. video. I like technology. I like science. 
You know what I'm saying? So I like a lot of things that guys like. So I have a lot of guy friends that I have conversations with. And I don't even, Mm -hmm. you know, have uh, any, I don't have a different type of relationship with them. I don't have like a sexual relationship or I don't have Mm -hmm. that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me to hear guys say that if you smile at a guy, that's an invitation. But then at the same time, it's like, Okay, so smiling is an invitation. I mean, but as the person that's pursuing, and we in extreme over time, mm-hmm. as the person that's pursuing, you got to look for some, like, it could be playing with hair, it could be smiling. You got to look for some body language. But it's back to the whole what has been successful before. So, like, a guy, as the approacher, mm-hmm. you're going to use what's mo- what's worked most over time. In the 21st century... You're going to have to ask at every single stage. No, because most times that to me Mm -hmm. has been the most least successful way because I've gotten if a man got to keep asking it, he don't know what to do. I've gotten that from a lot of women. This is true. But moving forward, that's what's going to have to happen. So are you going to pull women to the side and say, sister, what, what we're pushing for is for men to continue to say, approach you and ask every step of the way. Excuse me, would you like this conversation? Excuse me, I would like to follow up with this conversation. Could I text message you? And I really would like to see you later on. Are you available? You know, I would like to see you later this evening. Are you available? I'm I'm physically attracted to you. I think we're at the point where we should have sex. Are you available for that? Bro, I don't don't have to do it. I don't, I think that if a guy does that, Mm Mm-hmm. He will be a very lonely man. Well, he's going to have to do some version of that. But see, that's where the variance depending upon <laughs> he going to default back to his most uh, uh, effective um, method. I mean, I get you, but, you know, we just the society that we live in now, guys need to check in. They got to check in. So are you going to start telling women? Are you going to start telling women? I'll start telling guys. To be more open to the asking questions every step of the way. And are you going to start telling women, we need to start asking men to be, we need to start letting men know and accept men asking us questions and tell them to ask more. Maybe so. Maybe, 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 you know, we have to have conversations about that. So you need, okay, okay. Well, maybe man, so. Maybe we'll, we'll do a, let's do a poll. Let's do a poll this week. Yeah. We'll do a poll. This week, and uh-huh. we'll come back with the results next week yeah. about men asking questions of the engagement and pr- I'll figure out a better name, but engagement in pursuit of a woman of interest. Mm-hmm. And if he continually asks questions, and then also to recognize when a woman when a woman is not interested, and that it's okay for a woman to not be interested. But that's kind of tough because women sometimes play hard to get, and that's sometimes been a successful model. That's why you got to ask the questions. And so that's why you got to ask these questions. (laughs) That's why you got to ask these questions. Because the thing is, is that's where the me too comes in because people are making assumptions. I agree. And then it, then it get confused and the lines get crossed. I agree. You know, now people, I agree, you know, but, uh, but the asking questions method definitely is not been, most successful but it hasn't but one of the one of the things i know that i've heard from many a women old and young is a man gotta know what to do i hear you but uh, you know because of all of this 
uh, what's going? I mean, the other thing too, you know, a bigger question is what I said before: is every encounter with a man and a woman have to be engaging to think about being in a sexual relationship or pursuing one another? Like, at what point can people just be friends or just be acquainted or just have conversations or not enter into that type that's of a society thing too? Because women. It, like us as society think that like I'm sure just because we doing this podcast there's people that's like is you hooked up with her right is you hooked up with him and just that's what I'm that's saying people no that's what I'm saying so the fact that so that's another class that's another training <laughs> that's another workshop we need in the hood right how to how to be a good friend and not have sex. Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to definitely be a class with no men. <laughs> me, me and Game will be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the platonic friend class just so I can get a woman. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is true, It'll be in there for Game. This is true. This It'll is be true. like church. Like, go to oh. church. Go to church for oh, man, Join the singles so ministry. <laughs> oh, he said join the singles ministry. Bro. Shout out word of faith. You ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't right. You said join the singles ministry. Yep, and they're like, yeah, sister. <laughs> Don't even got a Bible. <laughs> 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 you ain't um, right. All right, so the polls coming next week. We mm-hmm. didn't get to all the topics. This was another intellectual, um, also entertaining. But real conversation that we always have. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, people I just are gotta, listening. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Piper. People are listening. I just got a shout out. Uh, I said I was going to talk about the water every week. I'm okay. not going to go deep into the water, but I do want to say water is life. Yeah. And I want to say that we have to keep uh, diligent about you know being aware about what's going on in Flint and what's going on in Detroit with the water crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. reason that I'm throwing it out there is because every single week I'm going to say it. Every single week I'm going to talk about this water. So shouts out to uh, Monica Lewis-Patrick and um, We the People of Detroit that um, they actually have a book. People need to, people need to check this book out. They got a book um, mapping the water crisis. They actually um, paid youth and got data and were able to, um, over time, get data of the um, foreclosures, the school closings and where the water was cut off mm-hmm. and they're, they overlap and it's the same neighborhoods and it's called mapping the water crisis. People need to get that book. I'm going to keep promoting the water every single week mm-hmm. because this is a huge crisis mm-hmm. and we in the hood, like even all the things that we talk about, this water thing is so nefarious what's happening. I mean, literally it has people afraid to drink water. Literally Flint literally is still in a state of emergency. Yeah, it's 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 tragic. I was interacting with one of the uh one of the young ladies that uh, represents the round table that representative from Flint. She's like amazingly brilliant. It's it just in the tenth grade too, it's crazy. But um and uh the trauma that they're going through that adds to this whole Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. challenge in our community and if people want to do something contact we the people of detroit mm-hmm. you can just do we the people of detroit.com or we the people of detroit at gmail.com they actually do work getting people water in flint and in detroit and if people are like detroit has a water crisis the detroit water crisis is the fact that they have shut off over a hundred thousand yeah. 
homes from water. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that they are using that to take people's children mm-hmm. uh, because if your water gets cut off, then they say mm-hmm. the kids are in the home. Take take children, take property. Take children, if take property. See, if you driving through Detroit and you see a spray painted W with a backslash and a O, mm-hmm. you know who's been there. Right, and so just want to every week. I want to talk about this because people keep saying that they, you know, don't know that Detroit has a water crisis. We do. We have a huge mm-hmm. water crisis. So, um, yeah, just wanted to end us with that right quick. I got you. Going mm-hmm. 360, it may yeah. stop the thirsty men, too. Oh, just... Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. But so uh, so Detroit is different, right? Um, mm-hmm. The Piper Carter Co- Podcast, we will continue. We're going to get some guests in here. Hopefully, black men in the media don't, um, you know, I don't know. We just get, we get, we got to highlight, we got to highlight the awesome dudes. That's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to bring great guys on here. Yeah, we're going to bring great guys on here because we got to uplift our great men and our great guys. That's what we're going to do. We're going to constantly, while while they working on trying to create, that, you know, see, I told you these black guys deserve to be murdered by police because that's all this stuff does yeah. is just underline all that right. crap. And for me, it's very important that we highlight the value that's in our community. And I'm we love that. our guys. We love we love y'all. We love y'all great guys. Guys like you, Kari, you know what I'm saying? The brothers that are in our community that that do care about us, that are working to not be misogynists that yes. are working to be self-aware work against the thirst yeah that i mean because you're, you're you're cognizant so you're working <laughs> on it right so for me as a as a loving human individual i want to see you be better i want to support you on your path my brother to be yeah. so much better but but you know and every day that we talk you say things to me like I know that I'm working on this actively. Yeah. Long as you're in that place, I'm I'm yeah. with you. Like this is, you know, uh, I said this on the Josh Adams podcast. The other, I, I don't know. I'm I, this may have been post recording, but like I'm even like in cutting back of that. I've I've now <clears throat> it was a lot of women I follow on Instagram that had more than a thousand followers <laughs> that I personally did not know mm-hmm. because of thirst. Now nah, I'm unfollowing. The unfollow uh, movement. Let's I mean, that. It, it, how about this? Movement. You you can follow them. Don't no. smack them on their butt. No, the unfollow <laughs> movement, man. Unfollow. <laughs> I'm telling them, unfollow. Yeah, no, I, I, feel I don't you. know. I have no idea what Kim Kardashian is doing on Instagram <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Before a while, I was like, "Damn, you knew everything." <laughs> messed up my productivity. <laughs> 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 Supposed to be doing something, and it'd be like, "Oh." Well, you can you can um subscribe to the makerspace and engineering uh yes. instagrams <laughs> yes. you can see yes. people doing 3d printing and yes and building house tiny houses yes right there you go yes <laughs> following delicious will mess up your productivity man <laughs> <laughs> tune in weekly to the piper carter podcast with piper carter for a conscious take on music arts politics and fashion The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter.